0: We've all seen it, the pictures on Pinterest or on Instagram, especially around fall time when the pumpkins are at their heaviest, (laughs) and the pictures suggest over-decorating. Is that really a thing? How do I know if I'm over-decorating, and what do you do to fix it? We're going to talk about all of that today in today's Over-Decorating Dilemma episode. Are you an over-decorator? Let's find out. But before we dive in, I want to make sure that you know how you can work with me. There are several ways and sometimes one size fits all doesn't quite work when it comes to home decorating. I know that I can offer packages here and there but it might not necessarily meet your specific needs. So keep in mind that any of these ways can be modified and should be modified in order to meet your specific needs for your home. But here they are, easy peasy. The first way you can work with me is to book a call this would be so fantastic for you if you weren't sure where to start if you wanted some quick clarifying answers to questions you've had or um, a neutral third party this would be a great way to have that conversation this is also really great if you're trying to decide between repose gray and agreeable gray for your wall and what flooring you should put down sometimes we can get a lot done in that 45 minute conversation The second way you can work with me is booking a room edit. A room edit is for those who are motivated to make the change happen. You just need a little nudge in the right direction. This is what I call the bossy big sister (laughs) approach, where you just need someone to speak a little truth and guide you in the right direction. Someone to not be afraid to say, you might have too much furniture or try your couch over there. Or what about removing those pillows? that kind of thing. This is a truly great option if you are not afraid to do the work, you just don't know what to do. And the third way is for me to do it from start to finish. It's a full service design, where you tell me what it is you're wanting to redecorate, and I come up with a plan. The visual mood board that you can shop right there from the board, we work closely, hand in hand, several Zoom meetings, several FaceTime meetings in order to make this room just right. Installing the art where it should be, installing the furniture where it should be, making sure that the products that you're curating and placing back into your home really reflect your style. This is a done for you thing, but it's not a one size fits all. It's a not Danny coming in and saying, Danny loves this, so it needs to go into your home. It is me really trying to hone in on your aesthetic and guiding you in that direction for the products I choose for you. Any of these services are virtual and of course could be done in person if you happen to be local. But if you live across the ocean, chances are I won't be able to be there in person. So all of these are available virtually. But the very last way that you can work with me is completely independent of me. I have an online design school where you can study on your own learning the topics you want to learn. Right now I have two courses in my design school. I have a painting furniture course, and I have a bookshelf styling course. These are fun ways to add character and nuance to your home without having to spend a whole lot of money, but having a lot of direct instruction, teaching you all the ins and outs, all the tips and tricks, and all the secrets that really put it into a nice package and doable. It is completely doable. You will also have access to the Facebook group in order to get the support you need to make your transformation, painting furniture, or bookshelf styling successful. You can find all of these on my website by going to figandfarmathome.com. Scroll down to the tabs that say coaching, courses, and creating. You'll find everything there. All right, let's hop to it. Are you an over-decorator? Where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful you know the story about goldilocks and the three bears and how goldilocks tries to eat the porridge and it's too hot too cold or just right or she goes to the rocking chair and it's too big too little or just right and same with the bed right you get the drill i think decorating can be one of these ways I think you can land into one of three categories. I think that you can land into the over-decorating category, the under-decorating category, and the just right category. Which one are you in? If you are an under-decorator, you probably are still stuck by your limiting belief. You're not entirely sure what it is to do to get started. You might think that it costs too much money, but pst, sh- don't tell all my secrets but it actually doesn't (laughs) oh this is my favorite one to dispel that myth i love i love 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 when i can help someone get unstuck and let them know that gosh you know what that didn't cost an arm and a leg like you thought it did you did not have to give away your first child in order to get the room you want (laughs) we want to keep those babies right Okay, you might be an under decorator too. If you are someone who goes to uh, the the home decorating store, maybe you go to Home Goods, Target, Pottery Barn, wherever you go, you find what you like, you bring it home, and you have absolutely no clue what to do with it. You are paralyzed. You're stuck one spot, and you just don't know. And then you end up returning it. You also might be an under decorator if you think you know what, I am limited by the people I live with. My husband and I don't have the same style, so we're never gonna agree, so why bother? Or I've got kids, which most of us do because we are busy moms, that's who I'm talking to, but those kids are dirty and messy and it looks like, you know what, every time they walk through the room, so I'm not gonna bother. That one to me is the most sad reason why anyone would not decorate. But beyond that, you might be an underdecorator if... You just don't care or you just don't know where to start. Okay, I have something for you. If that is you and I am speaking your language right now, I want you to go grab the Back to Basics five-day mini course. It is completely free. It is my gift to you. Now, I get it. I We are all busy. We are all doing all the things. We are making the dinner. We're planning the meals. We're t- planning the carpool. We're taking kids to school and soccer and all the things. And then, not to mention, we are wives or we are sisters or we are daughters, and we have obligations that way. And then, don't forget our job. I get it. We are all busy. So, these are five quick tips. Um, snippets of information that are delivered to you through your email for five days. That's it. And it is five minutes or less. You guys, I am so succinct in these, (laughs) but they are power packed and you can really learn a lot. If you just don't know where to start, it is called the back to basics, and you can grab that by going to this link bit.ly forward slash F and F like fig and farm B2, two, number two, B. That is a mouthful. I probably should rename that link and it is going to be linked in the show notes for you. Okay, so that is for the under decorator. The just right decorator, hey, how are you? <laughs> Pop into the Facebook group, contribute. We wanna hear from you because you are an expert. You are someone who People come to you all the time, they ask you the questions, they wanna know what you're doing to make your home look as fantastic as it is. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear what your advice is, what your suggestions are, we wanna hear from you. So your job is to pop into the Facebook group and join the community because more voices in this direction are better than one. So you can find that at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Okay, the rest of the conversation is meant for you folks, you lovelies who are stuck in the over-decorating dilemma. We are over-decorators if we do any of these things. That's what we're going to talk about today. These five things could indicate if you are an over-decorator, but you know what? I don't want to leave you hanging and I don't want to say, okay, these are the five things and bye. (laughs) You know I'm going to bring you a fix. You know I'm going to give you a solution to... Fix that problem that could be making it so that you fall into that category. The first indicator that you could be an overdecorator is if you have too much furniture. I want you to think about your living room, your dining room. I want you to think about your bedroom, your maybe your formal living room or your formal dining room. Think about each of these spaces independent of each other. And I want you to think about the size of the furniture you have in your room as well as the amount of furniture you have in your room. You could be an over-decorator if you were trying to think, you know what, there's an empty corner and I'm gonna put that little bar cart right in that empty corner, or that would be the perfect space to put in this little bookshelf that grandma gave to me, and, or you get the idea. Of course, you want the room that you're in to meet the needs that you have for the family that is using the room and the purpose you have intended for the room. So, if you are hosting game night all the time and you don't have a big enough table or enough seats in the dining room, that could be problematic. But if you are an over decorator, you might have too many. You might have several extra chairs hanging out in there. You might have very little walk room in that space. That is one indication that you could be an over decorator now, size in this case does matter, so I want you to visually now go to your living room. What kind of furniture do you have in your living room and is it overstuffed? If it's overstuffed, that's okay. But sometimes overstuffed can act like two for one. Sometimes overstuffed can take up too much valuable floor real estate. And if it does, it can create the illusion that you have too much furniture. And when you have that illusion, it boxes in and creates a heaviness to your room that looks like over decorating. So here's a rule of thumb. You wanna have about 36 inches in between things that you're gonna walk around. So 36 inches between the dining room chair and the credenza, 36 inches between the couch and the armchair. 36 inches allows you walk room. It allows space. And if you have little toddlers around, you're gonna be thankful for the 36 inches. So what can you do if you have too much furniture? I want you to think about editing some of it out it doesn't mean that you have to load up the trailer and take it to goodwill or take it to the dump it can mean a matter of moving something to another another room but my guess is most of you land in that space of i don't know if i have too much furniture or not so how do i figure out if i have too much furniture Okay, this is where you can do a couple things. One is take a picture. When you look at your room through the lens of a camera, lots of things pop out to you. And if you are not able to see any negative space within your room, by the way, this is a term we're gonna come back to over and over in this conversation. If you're not able to see any negative space in your room, you probably have too much furniture. Get out your tape measure, and I want you to literally measure how much space do you have between your couch and your armchair your dining room table, and your credenza. How much space do you have, and do you have that recommended 36 inches-ish? Do you have that? One of the other things that you can do is a little bit more laborious, but it's well worth it. Take out any extraneous pieces of furniture that you might be able to, and see what you think without it in the space. For example, going back to that bar cart that we talked about earlier in the dining room, if you have the table and you think, oh, there's a spare corner, let me put that bar cart in. You've done the tape measure test, you have taken a picture, and it might look a little clunky in the picture. Now I want you to try looking at your room without a camera and with a camera, with the bar cart present and with it out. I want you to see what the difference is and how you like it. Does it look like too much? Does it look like it is kind of a floating piece, an extra piece? Does it look like it was just clunked in the corner and left there? That could be an indicator that you are over-decorating. The second sign that you could be over-decorating is if all things are matchy-matchy. Like, you got the same set that had the same coffee table and the same side tables, and it's the same finish as the lamp and the same finish as whatever whatever else is in that room i call this a bed in a bag look can you picture a bed in a bag these are the wonderful little sets where you go to home goods we'll say or target and literally in a bag are the bedding pieces that you need in order to create the bedroom look that you want it has the comforter it has maybe two euro shams it might have little throw pillow And maybe another little thing and it all coordinates so well. It is a matchy matchy set. That is what a bed in a bag is and if you think about that in terms of decorating your space so often we do bed in a bag decorating and the problem with bed in a bag decorating is that it lacks creativity and personality. It lacks the nuance of decorating and it makes your home look over decorated. It makes it look Although the pieces go together, theoretically, it makes it look over-decorated. So how do you fix that problem? Ideally, you will be curating your pieces over time. You'll be collecting and gathering. You'll be allowing a little bit of time for the room to take shape. And that does take time. Sometimes we can speed up that process by doing things like going thrifting. Thrifting allows for a little bit of character in the pieces you bring into your home and so it can mimic even though you could do it all in one weekend it can mimic this idea of curating pieces over time because the pieces you find thrifting generally can look really storied they can look like they are full of character they can look like they're from different generations different eras different time periods And that can all create those layers of character depth within your room. Now, I don't necessarily recommend that you go out for a weekend and you try to curate all the pieces in one weekend. I do think that creating a space that looks nicely curated, it does take time. It's just going to take a little bit of time and a little bit of patience, but it is doable and it's something that is highly encouraged to combat the over decorating look. Now, I do want to throw out this this idea here. If the bed in the bag look means having too much of a good thing, one way that you can combat that is to use my cohesive color palette formula in a similar way only with the elements within your room. A quick reminder for those of you who might not know what that color formula is. Creating a, a cohesive color palette means creating a a palette that is 60% ish of the foundational color, 30% your first accent and then 10% your secondary accent. So if we think about it in terms of stylistic and design elements, we could apply that same formula or thereabouts, maybe it's 50, 40, 10, or maybe it's 70, 20, 10. Was that right? Seven, yeah, <laughs> something like that. So what we would have is maybe our style is farmhouse. So we really, really like farmhouse, but we can overkill farmhouse, right? So instead of doing matchy, 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 all all of one, one element, maybe we have 60% farmhouse and we have 30% modern, and then we have 10% flea market. I'm making it up, I don't really know what that could look like, but you can, you can see how if we apply generalities to style, the color formula, formula to a style, or we apply it to finishes like wood tones or even metals, that can help us to create a look that is not so bed in a bag, matchy-matchy, too much of a good thing. The third sign that you could be over decorating is having too many layers, a lot like having too much of a good thing, but not necessarily always the same element. So for example, if you imagine the pictures that start creeping up in September and October on Instagram, you start seeing them take traction on Pinterest. These are the front porches that are layered and layered and layered. With pumpkins and candles and branches, and these are the mantles that look the same. There are so many layers that you can barely see the mantle or the front porch or the chair that's on the front porch. The, and some of the images can be very beautiful, but realistically speaking, when you start walking into that space or when you start looking in that space, it can look and feel overdecorated. And it's not just fall time, this can happen any time of the year, it can happen any season you're decorating for, but it generally happens on flat surfaces. This idea of layering can look like more is more and more is better. Now, if you have been hanging around with me for a while, you know that I actually think layers are a very good thing. Layers create texture and depth. They add a nuance to your design that is like 3D, and you want that 3D appearance. You don't want it to be flat, especially if you're decorating on a flat surface. And sometimes, especially with flat surfaces and too many layers on a flat surface, it can look almost like you're merchandising the area which is very different than decorating so if you think about a store and you think about the way that they display their wares their merchandise that is called merchandising and there is a strategy to that in order to make it so that there's lots to look at if you're shopping you want to have your shelves full but that is very opposite of what you want in your own home. So we don't want to merchandise our home. We don't want to have too many layers and we definitely don't want it to look like we took all of our false stuff and laid it out on the mantle. So what I want you to think about here in order to fix that is to think about uh, making sure that you honor negative space. Now in art terms, negative space is the space surrounding the focal point, the space surrounding the object. Generally, it is breathing room for the focal point to take uh, precedence. It's the the breathing room that allows the subject of that art to shine in the way that it's meant to shine. And that is the same in home decorating. We want to make sure that we do have some negative space in every room. We want that negative space on mantels, on in front of fireplaces, on front porches where all those pumpkins end up landing and fall. <laughs> we do want to have some of that negative space. The negative space can help really make those pumpkins shine in a way that they won't if we just add layer upon layer upon layer. Practically speaking, what negative space can look like on a bookshelf is not filling your books, your bookshelf full of books, styling it intentionally with vases and candles and plants and things like that, where you're not filling it full to the brim. You're not filling every square inch of it. You're allowing some breathing room. What it might look like on a wall is that you're not filling every wall with a piece of art. You're not choosing to have a gallery wall on every bare wall that you have. What it could look like on a couch is that you're not covering the entire couch with pillows. You're allowing some negative space, some breathing room in order to make those pillows be showcased in a way that shows off the couch. The art of layering objects on a flat surface is teachable. It takes a little bit of time and it takes a little bit of of practice to get it just right, but it is teachable. And if you're interested in learning how to do it and to do it well so that you can style your mantles, your credenzas, your bookshelves, your dressers, your piano tops, if you want to style any flat surface, I have a course in my design suite that is Bookshelf Styling Guide. And it says Bookshelf Styling Guide, it's labeled Bookshelf Styling Guide, but The principles I teach within this guide are meant to be used for any flat surface, to style any flat surface. We talk about layers and depth and height and texture and repetition and all of the things that really need to be taken into consideration in order to create a layered look that doesn't look like you're merchandising your home. So if you're interested in checking that out, I'd like you to go to bit.ly forward slash book style guide. The fourth thing that could be a sign of over-decorating is clutter. Now, you're probably not surprised I'm mentioning this. In fact, you're probably more surprised that I didn't mention it as number one <laughs> and that I'm mention- mentioning it as number four. Honestly, all of these are different signs, and they don't weigh any heavier than the others. But clutter is something that we need to consider. If you live in a home that, that admittedly has too much clutter, it could look like clutter very similarly to the layered pumpkin look, the layered mantle look, the overlayered the merchandised look. And that can present itself as clutter rather than decorating. But what I want you to think about is this. Now you already know my stance on having too much stuff. It can cause a lot of stress. It can cause overwhelm and it can make your job as a busy mama already harder just by having and managing too much stuff. It can rob you of joy, it can rob you of time. Really spending the quality time with your family that you want to spend with your family. Instead of being a a fun, joyful mama, you could be a stuff manager, and that's what clutter can do, and we don't want that. Okay, you already know that stance. I'm not gonna go on my soapbox, even though I went on a teeny tiny little mini soapbox there. But what I want you to think about is that clutter begets clutter. What that means is if you have, let's say we have that merchandised pumpkin mentally look going where we have the garland and we have the candles and we have the books and we have the pumpkins and we have the, did I already say candles? We have all the things on there. We have the hay, we have the pompous grass, we have all the things. If that is the look that we're already having, the cluttered over decorated look that we're already having in one area, because there's no negative space there, What that can be is like a clutter magnet and more clutter can accumulate in and around that area, even though there might not be any physical space left on that mantle. (laughs) But what could happen is because there's no negative space around the mantle, what you might start seeing is clutter piling up on the basket that's sitting on top of your coffee table directly in front of the mantle. You might start noticing that the things that are should be being put away at the end of the day are actually accumulating on the couch in front of that cluttered mantle rather than being put away. Basically, what it kind of looks like or feels like is that that magnet, that magnetic pull of clutter can bring in more clutter in a way that you just don't want. It doesn't make your life any easier. I guess what i'm getting at is that if you already have a and i'm air quoting over decorated cluttered mantle but you you this is the way you styled it and that is decorating to you that is going to be an open floodgate for allowing other things to accumulate in other areas surrounding it that that's really what i'm getting at so how do we combat that we start by decorating with a little bit more negative space we start by being really intentional with the things that we have on those spaces on the flat surfaces the layers that we do bring in are intentional but practically speaking how we do that is we remove all of it we remove all of the things on the mantle and then we are Really being very careful with the things that we put back on the mantle. We remove all of the things on the bookshelf, and we and we are very careful with the things that we put back on. Some of the things that we don't put back on, we need to really ask ourselves: Are these things that we really need in our home or not? Are these things that could bring joy to someone else in a way that they are just not bringing joy to me? They're not serving my family. They're just adding more stress, more complication, more overwhelm, and ultimately adding to the clutter of my life that makes it so that it's robbing my time and my joy away from the people and the things that really matter to me. So start by basically having a clean slate. Remove it all, dust it down, wipe it down, clean it up, and then start fresh. And that can be such a nice way to decorate. I like to do this around holidays after holidays, especially after Christmas, when you do bring in so much Christmas, so many Christmas things. Removing it all and starting with a clean slate is like breathing fresh air into your space, and it could be so, so good. The fifth sign that you could be over decorating is very similar to having too many layers, and that is the heaviness that can be created with too much stuff. Take, for example, a bookshelf that has not been intentionally styled. It is overflowing with books. It has lots of books in one area, and maybe on the other side, it might be a little bit imbalanced, but it's still pretty heavy. You can see some books that are not necessarily stacked. They're just kind of overflowing and overspilling. And that can feel, even though it's functional, it's holding your books in the way that it is meant to do, that can feel very, very heavy. And if a space feels heavy, that can be a sign that it is over decorated another example rather than a bookshelf might be a china hutch where you have piles and piles of china layered upon layered in the hutch again what it's designed to do it's designed to hold the china but when it is stacked upon in such a way that's not intentional that can create a heaviness that looks and feels over decorated or I suppose you could say, because it looks like it is just kind of tossed into the china cabinet, tossed onto the bookshelf, it could also look underdecorated, like it was an afterthought. So either way we look at it, this can be fixed, and it should be fixed. And fixed with intentionality is as easy as first grade math. If we think simple geometry, if we think simple ratios, if we think simple fractions, we can decorate This is something that we're going to explore in another episode, but right now, we're going to leave it like this. Two thirds is a very good number. This is a number that I want you to remember when you're thinking about decorating. It's going to be helpful in so many ways, but if we're going back to that bookshelf or that china cabinet example, and it feels so heavy because things just look like they were tossed on willy-nilly without a thought, we might not know how to style the shelf, Again, I do want you to go look at that bookshelf style guide. But what we can think about is paring it down to two thirds. Can you think about balancing it out in a way that allows a little bit of negative space to peek through in the back of the bookshelf, a little bit of negative space to peek through in the back of the china cabinet, and pare it down so that what could be filling up the cubicle that the bookshelf is, you know, each each section of the bookshelf is like a square, right? So simple geometry. (laughs) If we think about only using two thirds of that space, that can be a helpful visual reminder of how much we can have in that little bookshelf cubicle. Same thing with a china hutch. So I'm picturing one shelf of a china hutch and if I look at it front on, it's going to make a rectangle, right? The sides, the bottom, the top. And if I think about filling that only two thirds, that is going to help me have some a visual reminder of how much breathing room I should have. Now, of course, I'm going to be thinking about two thirds in terms of height, width, depth. I'm going to be thinking about it all. So um, only two thirds, and that will be a helpful quick tip, visual reminder of how much you could have in order to eliminate some of the heaviness. So there you have it, five signs that you could be an over decorator. Let me recap. The first is that you might have too much furniture. Size really does matter here and it could be just oversized. The second thing is that it could be too matchy-matchy. Too much of a good thing can make it look like you're over-decorating. The third sign that you could be overdecorating is that there are too many layers. Think front porch pumpkins come October on Instagram. <laughs> the fourth thing is that there's too much clutter and we know that clutter begets clutter. And then the fifth thing is that it could feel too heavy and we can combat that heaviness by thinking simple first grade math. All right. I hope that's helpful for you as you identify if you fall into that Goldilocks of decorating. Are you an over decorator and under decorator, or are you just right? Either way, I do want to know, I do want you to connect with us. Tell us what you are over on the Facebook. You can join us there at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. We'll see you there.